0: We had been discussing chapter 4, Gnana Karma Sanyasa Yoga, yoga of renouncing karma in knowledge. We have completed discussion on chapter 3, Karma Yoga. In Karma Yoga we have seen how to act in this world so that we are not bound by our actions. But our goal actually in life is to become actionless, to retire from my activity, so if somebody says, why, Neil, you are working so hard now, I'm working hard to become actionless in my retirement. And how do I want to achieve that? If I can become financially independent so that I don't depend on the outside income. As long as I'm dependent on outside income, I have to keep working. Somebody has to generate income from outside so I'm continue to work the harder i work obviously the more conflicts i create and more situation where which makes me unhappy more i think i am controlling the situation the situation controls me so what i want to do is to to create a situation where i don't have to work with the outside world for my well-being that's what we call it a retirement So that's why we have this 401k and IRA and all of that. That will make me independent. Once I'm financially independent, I don't depend on my outside income, then I can do what I want. Take cruises every year. I took a cruise and I realized that most of the population of the cruise is above 55. 80% of the people were senior citizens. So all the programs were geared towards senior citizens. So I was actually pitying all the young people who were there, like in minority. Now I'm free, and I want to do what I want to do. So the goal is always to be actionless, that I don't want to interact with this world. In last chapter we learned exactly the same thing for all these activities. It says, Yahtu Atma Eva. Everyone has duty to act in this world according to their own dharma, according to the, the roles they are playing. It comes with all the niyata karma, all these ordained duties. So you have to continue doing your duties. But there is only one exception. One who is atmaratihi, who is reveling in himself. He is not dependent on anything or anybody outside to be happy. Atmatruptascha manava, who is self-content. If I am reveling in myself, I am self-content, Ātmani eva cha santushtaha tasya karyam na vidyate. The only time you have no duty to act, to do any work or any action is when you meet this condition. Ātma full of yourself. Not a right word to put it, but... So you have no real need to depend on outside world. Once you're not depending on the outside world, there is no question for having a conflict with the outside world. It's only we are dependent on them when we have a conflict. I'm dependent on my employees, my employees are dependent on me. We constantly have conflict, you know. You're not coming on time, you, you didn't do what I thought I was going to be doing. Okay? He, he feels the same way, Neil, you're not doing what I thought you were going to do for me. You know, Because we're dependent on each other. If I'm not dependent on them, we have projected Dominion. And it's really going not anywhere because we are updating their auditorium. And the CEO of the company will have the first meeting there on 23rd. And the project is supposed to be completed end of March. It is not completed. Now we don't know whether it's going to be on 23rd. So we're up in hours because the CEO is going to be there. So they call me up, they call everybody. Obviously, we blame everybody else contracted into this. Why did you specify Neil something which comes from Japan? You know All this good stuff. So I asked the guys, did you always have this problem, the guy who's in charge at Dominion? He says, the only time I don't have a problem is I don't depend on anybody when I do work myself. I said, that's my problem too? I have to depend on the contractor, I have to depend on you. We <laughs> all know for sure that when I don't have to depend on other people, then I'm free. One-man firm, he has no employees to worry about, I have a structural engineer, he was a one-man firm, and did very well, because is not dependent on his employees, he knows what he can do, and what he cannot do, and he can promise accordingly. On my case, I have to depend on 15 other people, when I promise what they're going to do. So in our life, we have figured out, that the only way to be free is not to be dependent on anybody. At the same token, my happiness right now is mortgage with this world outside. They determine whether I can be happy or not. So Bhagavan said that the goal of life is to become actionless. I'll become actionless when I'm not dependent on others from for my happiness. So we learned that eva one who is reveling in himself satisfied by his own self is content by himself then he does not have to do anything. That's the goal but the same token I have to continue to work in this world so I need to understand what is the way I can stop acting. And this chapter, the title says, Gnana, Karma, sannyasa. When the knowledge occurs, what is happiness? What is that I am seeking really? Then all actions I can renounce. So now we are further taking our discussion on actions to next level. We understood that I need to act in a manner that I am not attached to the actions and also I should be acting in a way that it is good for everyone, that it is for the greater good, then I will not be bound by my actions. But how do I reach to that point? I need to have the knowledge. My actions without knowledge, obviously, are not producing the result which I need to produce. So the next level of discussion in the actions is now how do I achieve that state where I have the knowledge. So the Chapter titled Dinana Karma Sannyasa Yoga. Now Bhagavan doesn't even wait for Arjuna to ask any question. He comes out and gives him his you know, version of what we are going to do next. Sri so Bhagavan Uvacha. Imam Vivasvate Yogam Praktavan Aham Avyayam Vivasvan Manave Praha Manuhu Iswakave Abravit. I am now going to teach you the yoga, which is imperishable, avyayam, that knowledge has never become outdated. We used to learn something probably in last century about driving a horse buggy. It's no more valid. It's invalid now. In the, this century we are learning how to drive a car. It will become invalid pretty soon if these guys are all successful. We used to put a lot of emphasis on handwriting. At least architecture. Our whole life in the architecture school was how nicely I can write. It's called architectural script, you know, drafting. We spent all our life to perfect our handwriting. Then came computer. Nobody writes anymore, no drawing. You can't differentiate my drawing from anybody else. We take great pride in that. Even if, there is work left and there's no enough time. Somebody says, Can I help you Neil? I can finish No, 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 it's my drawing. I want to make sure that nobody else's handwriting on my drawing, you know? Because once somebody says, Oh, that's Neil's drawing. I don't want somebody's handwriting on it. But now all drawings look same, no matter where it comes from, because computer. So the skills which we were learning, which was so dear to us, is no more valid. But one said this yoga is not like that. It's universal. It was always valid in the past, it's valid now, and it will be valid forever. This is, I taught this yoga to Vivaswan. And then Vivaswan Manave Praha. Vivaswan then taught in turn to the Manu. The Manu in turn taught to Manu Isvakave Abravit. He is now making sure that you understand that this is not something I just made up suddenly. This is an imperishable yoga. This knowledge is imperishable. It's applicable at any given age. So it starts with that this knowledge is so ancient. It starts with the beginning of this creation. In our world, the creation started with sun. We at least know from our high school science that this earth came out of sun. And then obviously all the development in the earth is because of that solar energy. So our source at our level is sun. We, can, we don't have to go any further than that. So he said even when the sun was created, this knowledge was there. So Vivaswan is sun. I the Lord, the first time as Swamiji says, Krishna comes out as, I am the Lord in this conversation. The creator, the knowledge giver is saying, this knowledge is always available from the beginning of this creation. So I gave it to the first created entity, the son. That son gave it to his son, which is Manu. From our Puranic point of view, Vivaswan was the original entity. And he has son Manu. The Manu has his son. And then the whole the progeny starts. And we end up here in this class. I taught to the Lord's son, who is the originator of our world. And he in turn taught to his sons. Obviously we always pass on our knowledge from us to our children. That's why we start teaching the little kids 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... And yesterday we were in the park, and Meida always liked to swing. The only way to stop her is say, we're going to count one to hundred. So in hundred, you have to come down. Is it okay? She if that's okay. We start one, two, and she said, no, we're going to count in Spanish. <laughs> so we are lost now. You know? So she starts in uno, due, and I say, okay, after that what? Medha, after that what? Because she has to tell us now. Yeah? We don't know. She knows because of the Dora, the explorers he learns. So we teach our children what we know. So Bhagavan said that Lord Son taught to his sons what he knew, this imperishable yoga. Then Manu in turn taught to his sons, so Ishwaku. Ishwaku, we all know from Ramayan, is the ancestor of Rama, of the Sun Dynasty. Sun dynasties who came from Sun. Whether we like this, uh, historically or not, but that's how the Puranas describe how our our lineage is. The point here is very simple. Right from the beginning of our ancestry, this knowledge was available to people. And those people passed on from one generation to another through the leaders of the society. The leaders, obviously, in those days were kings. They were the people who were leading the society. So, if you read the historically, then Manu led these people from wherever they were to the land which was most safer and fertile. Actually, the Professor Bargo, he said that Noah is the same as Manu because in Sanskrit, the Manu is pronounced Manu-hu. Then Manu-hu, the people in the Arabic world only for Nu. They drop the Ma. And the Nu. The new in the Western world becomes Noah. So, if you read the story of the Noah's Ark, they're very similar to what we have in our Purana, the Great Flood. So, we know that there's some connection somewhere, where some ancestor left some land which was not very conducive and was flooding all the time. Well, let's go to somewhere. So, he led his people to that. So, he's our ancestor, Manu. Adi Manu. Now whether he was the only first human being is left to your imagination. We know for sure that he was the first Aryan king in this lineage of the Aryan kings who ruled Arya for ages. So he said the first person to know this knowledge in this lineage, Manu. Manu in turn will give it to his sons He came to Ishwaku who was the ancient king of solar Dynasty. So this knowledge is not something you have to fabricate or invent through your innovation. It is always there and passed on from one to gener- on another. And I am now giving it to you today. evam parampara praptam imam rajarsayo vidho. Thus this knowledge was passed on by this lineage from one rajarsi to the other. It is one king one rajarsi. One was Raja and also Rishi. They were the leaders of the society, but they were also capable of imbibing this eternal truth. Therefore, they can lead the society correctly. Therefore, both our, our popular gods are Rama and Krishna are God. Even Buddha was a prince. Mahavir was a prince. So we always question why but because they were the leaders and some of them who were so competent that they can understand this knowledge. So Bhagavan said that this knowledge was passed from on one leader to the another and thus it was preserved. Thus it was passed on to generation to the generation. Because a long time have passed, at least from our culture, we have 5,000 years or 10,000, whatever the number you want to pick, you know but we are ancient culture. So by the time we came to the Mahabharata war, as we have seen in this epic, society was deteriorating, where cousins were dragging cousins' wives you know, to the court and disrobing her. Obviously you can tell the society must have gone down to pits, you know, where this was happening. You know, they said, There was a time when these wise kings were having this knowledge And then they were guiding the society accordingly. But because a long time have passed, long time have passed in this culture, the knowledge got lost. So therefore we are in this situation, Bhagavan said that we are facing each other, fighting with each other. We are here, the two cousins, standing in front of each other to kill each other. Teachers are standing on the side which is not right. The great people like Bhishma and who are the most you know wise people but they are also on the wrong side, they could not do it right so that they can be on the right side. So we have this war because this knowledge is not lost. And therefore, Sa Eva Ayam adya. therefore today I'm giving it to you. You know, revive this knowledge. I am going to give it to you. Sa evayam mayate adhyaya. Adhyaya today. By me. Yogaha praktaha puratanaha. Therefore, the ancient yoga of how to achieve the happiness just by knowing yourself, I am going to tell you today. Bhakto asime sakha chaiti rahasyam hi etad ottamam. Let me make sure that you understand why I am giving you this. Because you are my devotee. You have come to a level of proving that you will follow what I tell you. So here is B Swamiji says, the teacher taught relationship. Not because you heard me to teach you that I am teaching you. I am not driven by your desire. I am driven by my desire to teach you. Because I see you, that someone who will carry this torch, that you trust me and you will follow this. Bhakta Vasi, you are my bhakta, you are my devotee. That means you will have complete trust in me. That will I teach you your sraddha in it. Me sakha, no, you are also my friend. You are not just a devotee, but you are so close to me. Friend is closest to you. Swamiji so, I mean, says that that's a very unique relationship. I may tell something to my father, something to my brother, something to my... But one place I'll tell everything. And my friend. Good, bad and ugly. I will just pour it out. Even when I make mistake, I'll go to my friend. And say, you know, I'm in a big trouble. Right? I did this. But from others, I'll try to hide that. You know why? Because you'll show that that person, no matter how wrong I am, will support me. Then Neil, you really want to do that, you really, really have to support me. And he finally said, I don't really agree with you, but I'll go along with you because you're my friend. That's a very unique relationship. Therefore Bhagavan said, I am trusting you to carry this knowledge because not only you are my devotee, but you are also my friend. You will do anything and everything which I tell you is right to do chaiti rahasyam hi etad uttamam. So I am giving you this deepest of the secret that I am going to give you. So Swamiji says that there is a great danger in understanding this verse. He said Pandits took it and said this is a great secret knowledge. We can't give it to everybody. We can only give it to the people who are who are worthy of it. And they decided who worth is worthy, who was born as a Brahmin, who is... so we can give this knowledge to the women and also to the people who are not Brahmin or Kshatriya. They said, that's not, that's not the point. It is secret because it is right there, but we can see it. The self is right in my heart, in myself, but I can recognize it. I can recognize everything else my body, my mind, my intellect, this world, these people, my enemies, my friends. Everything I recognize. But who I am, I can't recognize. I can define everything about me, my accomplishments, my shortcomings, my life, or my aspirations. But if somebody says, who are you? I have no answer. Because every answer I give will be either a relationship, my possessions, my accomplishment, but not who I am. So therefore, it's the greatest secret. Bhagavan Rahasyam Etat Uttamam. Knowing who you are, never ever be able to recognize it is a secret. He said, that secret once revealed, then you will find that state of existence which you're seeking for, is always be happy. That was available to people through these great sages who passed down to the generation, also guided the society accordingly. So the society can live in peace, but because it is now lost that we are at a situation where we are at each other's throat. Where we should be helping each other, instead of that we are at each other's throat. I was just reading this Israel and Palestine because none were the new the old prime minister become new prime minister. He said this society has a great potential to stay to or live together and be very productive. But because of their perception of each other, they'll never be able to achieve that. So is India and Pakistan. We'll never be able to achieve what sort of full potential is as a con- subcontinent because we don't understand each other. So Bhagavan said that knowledge is a secret. because It's right there where we can see it, we can find it, we can reuse it. But I will give it to you. Because you are my friend, and you are my Bhakta. So you are now the chosen one. You need to carry this torch. That knowledge is lost, but today I am going to give it to you. And after that, you have to carry it forward. That's how we end up learning Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavan taught to Arjuna, then Bhagavan has put it in Gita, and then all these great sages are one to the another. Continue to remind us what that imperishable yoga is, where your happiness lies. Then you have to leave a mindful living to be happy, not to rush towards what to accomplish without thinking about it. So the whole chapter will be teaching us how to act in a mindful manner. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayah Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu Ma Kaschiddukha Bhagbhaved Om Shantihi Shantihi Shanti Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Hari Om